There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And today we're discussing episode 10 of season 2 of Resident Alien. Oh my god. Yeah. Talk about (laughs) a bunch of gut punches. (laughs) Right? I'm like, what is happening? And the way it started, I was like, wait, hold on. What? What? Yeah. I'm like, do not give me a whole nother storyline. I can't handle this right now. Right. I'm happy, kind of, sort of, the way it came together. I don't know. I'm not quite sure. How many episodes are we supposed to have this season? Is it only the 11 episodes? I don't know. I can't find out any place where it tells us how many episodes this season is going to be. Hmm. I kind of doubt that it's 11. I mean, it should be 12 or 13, I would think. But Well, season you know. one was 10. Right. IMDb is only showing 11, and right. then... For season three, they're showing 12. It's like, are you going to do 10, 11, 12? Like, just keep messing with us. Right. <laughs> Give us, oh, here, you get a little bit more and a little bit more. Right. More. <laughs> anyway, did we have any ratings or was it way too early for ratings? Oh, we've got some ratings for episode nine. Take it away. All right. It brought in a 0.08 rating in adults 18 to 49 with 0.65 million viewers making it the 69th rated cable show for the day. But don't let that scare you because it was also simulcast on USA, which brought in a 0.6 rating in adults 18 to 49 with 0.272 million viewers making it the 90th rated cable show for the day. So the combined numbers. (laughs) are 0.14 and 0.929 million viewers, which places it somewhere between 20 and 22nd. Oh, wow. That's good. I saw one post last night when I was live tweeting the episode that some bozo posted that episode nine was the lowest rated episode ever. And and it's like fake news. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No, that's not how it works, but okay. Yeah. So... I finally found the detective name. Right. And realized why I know her. Yes. The boys. (laughs) The boys. She was in Stargate. Oh, my gosh. She was in Haven, which was another sci-fi show. The Strain. What else was she in? There was something. Hold on. Oh, Shadow Hunters. If you watch that, she was in a whole lot of that. October Faction, which I highly recommend because I thought that was really great. I wish... It had gone on, but it is what it is, I guess. Right. So she has been in a bunch of stuff that you've probably already seen. Right. So I highly recommend you continue to watch Nicola Correa de Mude, which I may have just butchered her name and I apologize. (laughs) So anyway, how about we talk about this episode 
and Let's everything that happened now. <laughs> do it. Episode 10, The Ghost of Bobby Smallwood. Asta helps Harry learn how to deal with his newfound fear of death. That's the last five minutes of the episode. <laughs> right? It's like, well, okay, I guess. I don't know. So we open with a flashback to Patience. 81 years ago, we see a young boy with a rifle walking in the snow, followed by his little sister. The little girl wants to go home, but the boy reminds her that their mom told them not to come back without dinner. That's, That's a lot of pressure. Good. Yeah, just a little <laughs> pressure. Right? Yeah. Snowy and just nasty and cold. So Bobby fires at a rabbit but misses and gives chase as his sister tries to follow. The rabbit goes into the boarded up patient mine and Bobby follows. I'm sure you knew about the story, Bobby. Why yes. would you go in there? <laughs> and his sister wanders the woods calling for him and as night falls, we hear adults calling for him as well. And all of like the fires from like torches Torch or lamps yeah. or whatever. I was yeah. like, what? What's going on? <laughs> So we go over to Harry's cabin, where Harry comes out of his bedroom wondering who is in his house, only to find Asta making coffee. Of course, he thought at first it was Max. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's like, what are you doing in here now? Oh, hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, Asta is concerned that the party might have woken the alien baby. But Harry thinks the memory replacement worked well, but apparently Asta also forgot how to make coffee as it tastes like dirt stew. <laughs> okay, wait, so he erased it, but he left the party? I thought that was weird, because I guess he picked a point to erase it from? I guess so. I, we really need some rules on this memory wipe that Harry can do. <laughs> I think he does, too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Harry tells her not to worry, it's still in the bunker in its shell, and Asta is glad for the good news. Harry likes happy Asta. And decides to give her more good news, telling her that the baby telepathically informed him that his people are no longer coming to Earth to destroy it. Yay! Yes! But? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Harry's not going to go there yet, as Asta is giddy at the news and asks if Goliath told him anything else, which Harry tells her it did not. Asta gives him a hug. He doesn't have clean crying snot off her face anymore. <laughs> and his shirt. <laughs> yeah. So we go over to the sheriff's office as Harry announces that he's completed his autopsy on Tanner Corrington as Mike, Liv, Ben, and Torres look through his report. Harry informs him that the murder did take place in Patience, which Ben disagrees with. Ben argues how could they really know what happened, and Liv informs him it's the autopsy. So Ben tries to tell them that a Jessup resident could have forced a firecracker into the victim's chest and would now be a three-fingered killer, which would rule out piano teachers, and he gets up and storms off. Good Lord, Ben, stop. Please stop. <laughs> Torres tells Harry that his report is very thorough, and it looks like they'll be partners on this one. That might be fun. Yeah, that kind of worries me, because it took so long for him to warm up to live. Right. And it's like, what does this mean if they actually get along well? Yes. So over at the clinic, Harry wants the corpse gone so he can quit being concerned about being killed and pulls the blanket down and sees himself, which causes him to scream. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, why do you scream like my mother? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ellen, you are horrible, but yes. I kind of love you. Yeah. <laughs> 
And Harry tells her it was just a sneeze. I'm not thinking so. So Harry signs the release for the body, which will be shipped back to New York and goes to his office only to find Darcy on his couch. That's not weird. No, I was like, why are you in there, Darcy? Yeah, she's looking for Asta. And Harry tells her she has the day off and not to mention the incident. What incident? Yeah, I love The murder. I know what you were talking about. I don't want to think about it. You supposed to mention it. (laughs) Oh, they were great in this scene. Yeah, and I love the, oh, I forgot about Asta being friends with Raggedy Ann. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, wow, where did he pull Raggedy Ann out of is what I'm wondering. (laughs) (laughs) And they go back and forth on Harry being in denial. And finally, Darcy wants to know why someone would want to kill him. She tells him that if Asta gets hurt, she might have to kill him herself and leave. <laughs> I love that he's just like, I, I don't know what that, you know, like, that would never happen. Uh, uh, I just found it amusing. Then an old guy comes in yelling for help, telling Harry something bit him. Harry tells Ellen he wants a large bandage and those three yogurts she stole, which she <laughs> replies she has no proof. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> you have no proof. Although Darcy did say that she liked the yogurts that were in yes, the fridge. and there wasn't so, any, so, yeah. Yeah, and it, uh-huh. so it wasn't just her. Apparently, everybody likes his yogurt. Yeah. As Harry looks at the wound, he asks what did this, and the guy tells him that he thinks it was a tiny chupacabra, which had been attacking <laughs> his cows. A tiny I'm like, <laughs> a chupacabra, I think you're in the wrong section of the country for yes. that, but <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, And Harry asks if it killed his cows, which the guy replies, no, it just milked them, tore their teeth up. Oh, my God. That poor, poor cows and Harry. I'm sorry, because when he, (laughs) when he goes on to talk, it's like, oh, God, no. Yeah, he goes, yum. And the guy goes, what'd you say? Oh, nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Ellen comes back in and Harry tells her to bandage the man as he has an emergency. Next, we see Darcy pull up to the Jim just in time for an awkward meeting with Kate. Darcy brings up the party and then both apologize for how they acted and the things they said. Kate admits that she really doesn't know many people and was glad when they started hanging out and Darcy agrees so they go work out. I thought that was weird because if they've been there for what nine years or whatever you think she would know some more people. You would think but of course Max is what 10 so five you know the First yeah. five years, she was stay-home mom and all that, so. She does seem think. very standoffish anyway, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, she can intimidate people, especially at school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, inside the cow barn, Harry thinks that humans should just let the cows live their lives as he stands up with milk all over his face. And that like, goes it, back to one of the very first episodes we saw of this series. Yeah, that's true. It's like, what What are you doing, though, Harry? Come on. Yes. <laughs> you shouldn't be a mess like that, is all I'm saying. So he calls out for the baby alien, thinking that surely it will come back to feed again, thinking that he needs to stay there until it comes back to feed, and sure enough, it's already there. And we see it drop off one of the cows, and the way they did that, Special effect was absolutely amazing because it looked just like Harry a few seconds ago. <laughs> I love the little fat baby belly, too. Yes. <laughs> baby alien belly. 
Now, of course, the old guy comes in with the shovel and starts banging things as the baby runs off and Harry finally follows it out of the barn. Well, that was funny because as the guy's like, I'm going to get you. And Harry's like, wait, what, me? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know you're there, ding dong. Exactly. Just, I love the weird run. Like, oh. Yes. <laughs> All that was missing was like the arms waving, you know, right. and he was like totally cartoonish then. <laughs> yep. That would have been a, let's see. Shaggy run. <laughs> there you go. I was like trying to think. Like I can picture it in my head, but I couldn't think of yeah who it was. Like that would be great. Yes. <laughs> so over at the sheriff's office, Ben comes in telling Mike he's got good news and informs him that the resort company has put in a bid for the Grady Land. And he informs him that with more tourism money, Mike can get more help and equipment. But Mike is expecting the other shoe to drop. And it does, as Ben tells him that if the resort company hears that Patient had another murder, they could go somewhere else. Ben wants Mike to let Jessup take the lead on the investigation, which Mike objects to as he doesn't even sit in the back seat of a cab. Oh my god, I'm like, you know what, I could totally see that too. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> I'm like, you just seem like a biggest, <laughs> I don't want to say it. But it's like, yeah, you have control issues. Yes. Ben finally admits he just needs something to go right. Mike thinks Ben is having trouble at home. Well, of course he is, if you wouldn't have opened your big mouth, Mike. Now, <laughs> Mike admits that he didn't deal with the problem he had for a long time, and if you don't face it head on, it will eat you alive. Well, at least that was some truth. Yeah. And Mike also tells him to talk to her in public, so it will be less likely that she would kill him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think... She'd hold back. No, you know, if just... she got mad enough, nope. So we go back to the mine as the alien baby goes into the mine as Harry follows, but before going inside, he hears the voices of the miners, which causes him to back away. Okay, that kind of freaked me out, because I'm like, wait, is he really hearing something? What is happening? Right, is that just his uh, emotions, or is he telepathically hearing voices from the past? Yeah, I wasn't sure what was happening. No, I'm it still not sure which though. one it was. <laughs> he sees the 59 died to save one plaque above the entrance and runs away due to fear of death. You go, I don't know, Harry. You may turn into a mouse here soon. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Harry. Get it together. Yeah. How are you going to deal with the invading force of other aliens? <laughs> I don't think they are. And we go over to the 59 where Judy asks Darcy for a couple more beers and complains about Brenda always following her around. Oh my God. I'm like, mirror right there. Exactly. Mirror. <laughs> Darcy says, oh, I can't imagine how that feels. <laughs> <laughs> and Asta comes in wanting to spread some joy as Harry has given her the day off. She ditched her phone and made the mountain loop. Asta asks about Darcy, who mentions the date, which Asta doesn't remember, even though Darcy told her about it yesterday. I oh. was hoping there was some explanation she can give, like, I don't know, I was upset. And, like, Harry could, like, hypnotize her or something. Right. Something that could, like, give her a little bit without everything. Yeah. So that way she can explain stuff to Jay maybe later. Right. Maybe. Darcy admits that he might be great. Asta is smiling so big, it's kind of creeping her out. Now, Judy takes a shot on the pool table, and Asta hears a gunshot and looks at the pool table. Darcy asks if she's all right, 
and Asta tells her she just must be tired from the hype. Or the mind wipe doesn't work as well as Harry thinks it did. Maybe because she didn't actually want to forget everything. Right. Whereas I think Mike did not have a problem with forgetting. Yes, very true. So we go out to the boat dock where Mike and Liv are talking with the guy that rents boats who tells them a couple of guys had rented a boat but never returned it and they found it on the other side of the lake. Mike asks if he knew where they were from and he tells them they had a thick accent gold chain so maybe new york live i love live yes <laughs> tries talking in a jersey slang which freaks mike out but the guy thinks it could be jersey then torres comes up and wonders if there's a reason they didn't call her she informs them that the van near the dock matches the description that judy gave how did you not see that right and Come on, oh, you guys are better way, has jersey plates and she walks away and <laughs> You go, live one, Mike zero, <laughs> with a little murk on her face. Back to the 59, we see Asta leaving the 59 and runs into Jay, who is not real happy to see her. Jay lights into Asta about taking her out for her birthday. Asta tells her she doesn't remember Jay asking to take her out. Jay also informs her that she waited for two hours. And Asta asks, when did you ask me? Well, it was at Harry's party. And walks off. Stomps off is more like it. She was fit to be tied. Yeah, I don't know if this is ever going to get better. Yeah. Will this ever be repaired? Oh, don't know. Not telling her she was her mom was pretty bad and Jay still came around. So maybe with some time, Jay will forgive her. But I understand because Jay said, do you understand how hard this was for me? Right. And it's like, uh. Yeah. Damn. So, Asta storms into the clinic and asks Harry, what did you do? Harry replies that he only glued the yogurt to the shelf because someone keeps stealing it. That was funny. Yeah. I want to see, like, them cut to Ellen trying to get, or Darcy trying to get that out of there. (laughs) Yes. Just taking the whole shelf. Right? (laughs) (laughs) And then putting it back when it's empty. Asta asks Harry if he erased her memory and why. And Harry tells her that she asked him to. No, she didn't, Harry. She tells him that Jay had asked her to take her out for a birthday, and why would he do that? Harry tells her that he did it for her, that she was sad and wanted him to take it away. Oh, man. Better be careful, Harry. Don't lose your best friend. It was true-ish. Ish, yeah. (laughs) Asta asks what happened and why was she sad, and we get the flashback to that night where Asta is convincing Darcy to text Elliot when they hear a gunshot, and as Asta remembers shooting the guy, we see them standing in the location. Asta realizes she killed a man again, and Harry tells her that she did it to save him. Asta tells him that she killed a human being. Harry tells her that is why he erased her memory. Yeah, but she's, I don't know, I feel like she should understand what he was doing, but at the same time, he doesn't exactly understand why she had a hard time with it, because right. obviously they're yeah. different. Yeah, when Harry killed <laughs> human Harry, he was still alien, so... Right. He doesn't get that gut punch you get from uh, taking someone's life, because that is a major ordeal. Yes. Trump. Yes. So we go back to the sheriff's office, where Liv warns Mike about his case files as Torres shows up inside the office. 
Torres enters the office and Mike informs her that Liv is on the phone with NYPD as they're tracking down the men in the van. Well, you're way too slow, Mike. Torres places two photos on the desk explaining that they have ties with the mob. Torres informs him that she was a former NYPT cop and used her connection. That was the last thing Mike needed to hear because his whole attitude changed him 360. I don't like this because him and Liv were kind of laughing and getting along and then it's like, yeah, let's not pay attention at all now. Right. Liv's the third wheel. Yeah. Mike admits that he was with the DCPD for 11 years and mentions a New York cop he knew. And, of course, Torres knew him as well as he was her trainer. Liv keeps trying to change the subject to her sandwich, which was awkward as hell. Right. And Torres thinks that they can work together and they can crack this case, and Mike agrees. Go back to Harry's cabin where Harry tells Asta that he gave her memory back, so... Why is she mad at him? They argue over it until Asta tells him that life isn't all about happiness. It's also about pain, grief, guilt, and fear. They're called feelings because you feel them. Harry explains that when he feels bad, he thinks of Law and Order Season 5. Yeah, but no, I don't think so. I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. Asta asks if he was scared that he almost died, but Harry wants to put the DVD on and have her watch it with him. Asta tells him that he is in denial because he could have died and he was scared. And she keeps on telling him that he's burying his feelings. She tells him he may not want to deal with his feelings, but she is and to stay out of her head and she leaves. Then we go to the park and we see Sahar is walking the dog in the park when the dog growls at Bobby. Now, the dog didn't growl at Harry. So I thought this was kind of strange. Yes. And when did Sahar get the dog back? Because <laughs> last time I remember, he wasn't going to give it back. I thought she took it at one point, though. Yeah, might have. Might have. I don't remember. That was the first half of the season. Yep. And an older lady recognizes him and calls him by his name. And the lady's granddaughter reminds her that Bobby went missing 80 years ago. And the lady tells her that she knows her own brother. Oh, (laughs) yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, this isn't good. And Bobby hisses and runs off. Sahar flashes back to the raccoon and realizes it's the alien baby and chases after it. Thank God this sister's 80 years old. (laughs) Then we go out to Elliot Darcy. Elliot tells her this is it. Wondering what. Darcy asks if he's a serial killer. And he tells her he prefers oak. Like, what? Oh, wah, wah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Elliot tells her that when they expanded the building site, they discovered native artifacts and that his agency was brought in to catalog and preserve the artifact. Darcy finds out that the backhoe is there so they can expand the dig. Elliot shows her some broken pottery, meaning that they were near a village. Darcy asks if he got into this because of Indiana Jones, and he tells her it was just a (laughs) wordplay. He tells her that most of his tribe's old ways died when his grandmother's generation was sent to boarding school. Digging through the dirt and holding the artifact connects him to something he thought was lost. Darcy is impressed that he has found his purpose, and he tells her that their history doesn't define them. So Darcy walks over to the backhoe and moves it. Elliot walks up 
to the <laughs> cabin telling her he's impressed and they can't. I was like, oh, okay, this is getting a little bit more serious than I was expecting. Yes, and I was. didn't know Darcy could drive a, a backhoe. backhoe. <laughs> well, she drives everything else. <laughs> That's true. You go to the diner where Ben informs Kate that he wants to talk to her about something. Kate asks if he's afraid to tell her something, and Ben tells her that he's afraid to tell her anything. Whoa. This is going to end great. Yes. <laughs> I was afraid she was just going to walk off, get up and walk out right then and there. But she has to make sure she tells him that that's horrible and ask him if he brought her there for public protection. I love it. No, yes, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so Kate decides she's not hungry and will meet him at home and leave. And he goes, oh, I'm so glad nobody saw that. And the waitress goes, oh, I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, ha ha. Big baby, yeah. why are you listening to Mike for everything? He already That's, got you in trouble. Yes, again. Right? So Mike and Torres show Judy the pictures of the two men and ask if she knows them, which she replies she does. Torres informs Judy that those were the two men in the van. So Mike asks if those were the men in the van, and Judy tells them yes. She has no freaking clue. <laughs> well, I love that Torres wanted to ask a question, and Judy's just like, I am talking to Mikey here. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to freeze you out because I don't know what's happening, but she thinks she has a relationship with Mike. Yes. So Liv comes in and notices they had Chinese food. Forms them she was going to see if there was any cheese in the fridge. Poor Liv. I was mad. Yes. I'm like, what is this bullshit? Yeah. They left one piece and Torres takes it on her way out. So Torres and Mike argue about the best Chinese food, New York City or D.C. So Torres gets up to leave to update her team. As Judy has identified the men in the van. And as she walks out, she takes that last piece of food from Liv. You go, oh man, what a bee. I'm like, is she that oblivious or does she not care or really right. not thinking about Liv? I don't know. So of course, Liv looks through everything else and there's nothing left. And Judy offers to give her her fortune cookie, but wants the fortune, so... She cracks it open and hands Liv the crumb. Yeah, what is with that, Judy? You could have cracked it and not just like, I'm going to crunch this into little pieces. Right. <sighs> okay. And then Torres comes back in, informing them they are heading to Jessup as her people have found medical records in the trunk of the victim's car. And they belong to Sam Hodges. Yay, so, all right, we're going to... Get where we need to go, right? right. And get I'll our team together. back together. Nope. Nope. Liv thinks this could be the smoking gun, but Mike doesn't even hold the elevator for her. He looked at her, too. That's what yeah, made me mad. Yeah, he stuck his hand out, but not far enough to stop the elevator. I was like, oh, Mike, you're about yeah. to get on everybody's shit list. I'm yes. just saying. <laughs> and we go over to the Hawthorns as Ben arrives home and Kate is on the couch with the blanket. Who's going to be sleeping alone tonight? Right. It's like, uh... Ben informs her that he bought her a chef salad. They discuss how they used to be able to talk on the phone about anything, but they have been together a long time now, and maybe this is who they are. Kind of go, Kate kind of sounds like she's not willing to budge on this. So Kate takes the salad into the kitchen and her phone rings. 
It's Ben. And they talk on the phone, getting to know each other again. I thought that was cute because yes. when he, he had said, oh, we used to be able to talk on the phone for hours and now we can't even talk to each other. And then you have this happen. And at first, I love it. She's like, what are you doing? I'm in the kitchen. And I'm like, right. I knew immediately what he was doing. Yes. And I'm like, uh-oh. So I thought it was really sweet to reconnect like that. Right. And all of a sudden, Kate realizes they've been on the phone for three hours. And Ben thinks it's only been five minutes. It's like, ah, but, but, ah. Yeah. <laughs> Then we go back to Elliot and Darcy as we see Darcy waking up the next morning at Elliot's. And she gets up and starts to gathering her stuff. And just when you think she's going to pull a Ethan mad dash for the door, she stops and lays back down. That surprised you because it totally surprised me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Although, you know what else surprised me? That bathroom. There's yeah. no privacy. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. You must definitely live alone because there's nothing to block. I don't want you seeing me go to the bathroom. I'm just no. throwing that out there. <laughs> so we go back to the camper in the woods as Mac shows up to the camper and Sahar shows him about Bobby Smallwood. Well, Max thinks she's found a zombie and that's not good because they eat brains. <laughs> I love it. And Sahar informs him that the baby alien must have found Bobby's remains and transformed into Bobby. And I love the way it shot baby looking like the alien and shots looking like Bobby. And it's just like, okay, Sahar looks at him, he's Bobby. When Max looks at him, he's the baby. Right, he's the little alien. Sahar tells Max that Harry was breeding the baby to be bad, but she's oh. going to thwart his plan by teaching it to be good. Sahar, you're so far off. Oh, this ought to be awesome. I mean, she had that, the baby wasn't doing much of nothing there. The way he attacked those two boaters, you'd think he would have uh, been one of those later gator. I ain't sticking around here, but he seems to be scared of Sahar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he ate them, but they were bad people anyway. Right. Come on, it's <laughs> fine. So we go to the diner where Harry is having lunch when Asta comes in and wants to know what he did. Apparently, Dan called Asta about Harry as he's eating, pigging out on comfort food. Harry tells her that it works and humans should do it. Harry apologizes for making Asta miss her date with Jay. Asta tells him life is hard and they have to learn to deal with the hard stuff. Like the baby on the loose. Hint, 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 Harry. <laughs> As Asta tells him that tough times make you stronger and you can't live if you fear death. And that kind of sunk into Harry as we next see him with the old dying guy. Because he didn't want to go there. I love He's like, yeah, yeah, let's cancel my appointment until after he's dead. It's like, yes. what? No, no, no. That's not how it works. And Harry tells him that he's afraid of death and the guy tells him he shouldn't be. The old guy tells him once he found out he was dying, he began to appreciate every moment. And he thanks Harry for doing this, and Harry tells him that killing him is not running away from death. That threw me off, because yes. I thought he was going to, like, alien, like, eat him or some shit. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going to happen? But no, he helped him with euthanasia, and I'm like, I didn't think that was legal anywhere here, no. so that could be a whole nother thing. Yeah, nope. That's not legal anymore, or ever. <laughs> I'm like, a whole other issue happening, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, by 
helping this guy die, that's not, that's still running from being afraid of dying, Harry. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, I was thinking because he stayed with him and he didn't just like, here's your meds, bye, you know, right, peace out yeah. kind of thing. I, that's why I, I was thinking he's like, okay, I'm not running away from it. But when he's like, what was it? Uh, what's it like? Um, right, yeah. He can't answer you, dear. <laughs> he's, he's dead, Harry. Yeah. So we head over to the clinic where Asta is writing Jay a letter telling her she wouldn't change anything. As we see Harry back at the diner eating comfort food again and tells her how much she loves her and how proud she is of her and how she wouldn't have changed anything, puts it in an envelope and files it with the other birthday letters she never sent. That was sad. Yes, extremely. also really touching yeah and it makes me wonder if she's going to give them to her like as a like as a way to try to make up for everything right i think she really does that that might that might do it get over this so yeah what a what an episode this was (laughs) yeah talk about emotional roller coaster thanks absolutely we got ben and kate seeming to iron their relationship out we got mike Ditch and live. We got Darcy and Elliot. Darcy may actually get a chance to be happy until she gets more mixed up with Asta. And who knows? Who knows? Maybe, <laughs> maybe Elliot will see Harry for what he is. <laughs> oh my God, that would be weird. Right. But you would think, seeing that he was out in the outfield of the ball field when Elliot was playing, he probably would have noticed then. But who knows? You never know. Nope. So cannot wait to see this next episode. Oh my gosh. And if it's the last episode, I I don't know how to feel about that. Right. Well, the good thing is we know we've got season three, so. Yes, that's true. But still, I don't know how to feel about this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The back half of season two is only three episodes. Uh, They should have cut it at six and gave us five in the back half instead of doing. Or something. Why would you mess with us like this? Right. Don't toil with my emotions, sci-fi. Yeah, we got our eye on you. (laughs) You're about to get a couple of stink eyes. (laughs) More than a couple, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on each and every episode this season. Our deadline for feedback is 6 p.m. Eastern every Friday during the season. You can send your feedback via email or audio to contact us at fangirlzone.com. Please review and rate us on iTunes and any other platform you use for your podcast. With good ratings and reviews, it helps other fans of the show find us as there's now a couple of other Resident Alien podcasts out there. Tell your friends, and we do hope you're enjoying our podcast, and don't forget to check out the other great Fangirl Zone podcasts. You can check everything out at www.fangirlzone.com. We have our podcast page and, well, everywhere you have your podcasts that you listen to because we are everywhere. And we always have new podcasts starting. So check us out and let us know how you feel. And while you're over on our website, you can check out our contact page and all the ways to get a hold of us because we are everywhere and we want to know your thoughts. So don't forget, shoot us an email, audio, tweet, Facebook us. We will respond to you no matter which way you send us something. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk. I'm Steve. This man is more annoying than his son. And I'm fan 
Sean- <laughs> <laughs> I'm all flustered. I'm Sean Fandrelas, and until next time.